Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Eisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilvall. Hello. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing the latest episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, as always, when we're discussing Rick and Morty, uh, these discussions are for mature audiences only, as that is what the show is. So, uh, but the rest, the rest of our podcasts are age appropriate to their audience. But uh, this one, mature audiences only, and I preface that before giving the title of the episode: "Auto Erotic Assimilation." I guess we probably need to do the warning before the episode titles here, um, and we'll be discussing all of this in very interesting episode uh, facets, including the very. Uh, fascinating ending. Uh, you can find us at overlyanimated.com and all the details of the podcast there. But let's get right into it. Uh, Delaney, what did you think of Auto Erotic Assimilation? I really enjoyed it. It was, again, we took um, typical science fiction and just like story tropes and then just completely like flip them, which was always fun. And um, it was done in a very interesting way this episode. And the the in, the beginning of this episode is great anyway, like where they're all just singing in the spaceship. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's great. Did you think this was better or worse than the first two this season? Ooh, it's rough. Um, I don't. I don't think the. Hmm. I'd say maybe like how this episode goes about like playing with tropes might be more interesting than the second episode, but. I will say I like the second episode better than this episode, but the ending to this episode, like, blows the other two, like, out of the water. Like, what is the ending to this episode? What? Yeah, yeah. I think this is, like, clearly the least funny of the three, and potentially yeah. one of the least funny of all of the Rick and Morty episodes. So in that regard, I, I'm not the biggest fan of this one. Um, it's certainly very interesting thematically at the end, um, and I think that a lot of people are maybe giving slightly too much credit to it like it has really interesting themes and kind of things to discuss that the episode approaches and it's going to make for great discussion on here uh but it didn't necessarily come together maybe the way i've seen av club gave it an a minus um like i'd probably i don't know this one's like a b minus b for me yeah. for a rick and morty one like compared to the last episode it's clearly much less you know funny in general and i think i think a little less interesting like i also feel like their execution of the basic concept of this episode the um the hive mind species right i i, I just i think that's like less fascinating than their normal sci-fi like takes on things uh it's kind of one note a little bit in terms of yeah. It's just, you know, it's a hive mind and stuff like that. I they mean, just kind of sk skate over it, too. Like, they don't like... It almost takes too much of a backseat to the character, like, uh, look at uh, Rick that we get. Like, you, I think you could argue that uh, the concept isn't explored to its full extent because they focus on Rick. But I think that's ultimately a good thing because they didn't maybe have too many angles to go on uh, in terms of the hive mind concept. Ultimately, still, I would say a good episode and... I like its pres. Assuming that we go back to these um, really well executed, high concept, high humor episodes, I really like this um, this episode's function within the season. So, like for now, this is like a B minus or something like that. But like, if the season ultimately picks up and is really excellent, I think this is going to be one of the most important ones. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's go through go through the episode kind of thing by thing, and we'll get to the uh, the great ending at the end i guess uh so 
Well, this episode starts to me uh, like the most Doctor Who uh, that the yes, show has ever is. been. It's Definitely. there's like there's a distress beacon, and then they go to an abandoned ship. Right. It's to me this is just totally reminiscent of. Um, I know there wasn't a distress beacon, I guess, but the Doctor gets those a lot in um, Girl in the Fireplace, my favorite Doctor Who episode. Yeah, the yeah. best episode. The, of I, Doctor Who. I mean, yeah, I very very good. Would recommend, and it's. Yeah, it's just totally like the empty ship in the beginning totally reminds me of that. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes the show is just so, so, so much uh, like a Doctor Who satire. And just, oh, yeah. just maybe even, I mean, even if you want to ignore the satire part, just like a Doctor Who-y type show. And it's never reminded me more of it than the beginning of here. Uh, but Rick says that they sh- you should always check out Distress Beacons because nine out of ten times it's a ship full of dead aliens and there's a bunch of free shit. And then so- one out of ten it's a deadly trap. Quality line. <laughs> it's a pretty quality line. It's yeah, I like I like the logic here. Would you take the risk on a bunch of free shit with the ship full of dead aliens nine out of ten times? I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> it's pretty good odds there. I mean, if Doctor Who has taught me anything, yeah. The problem with Doctor Who is that the Doctor just shows up when bad things happen. So maybe not with the Doctor, but any other time, yes. This is like I think this is a great like. Total. This is totally what would happen if the Doctor and Doctor wasn't so moral, or you know, moral in his own yeah. way. It was just. It's like, yeah, <laughs> just take the free shit from yeah. from dead alien ships. That, that's totally what would happen. Or like, and you watch movies all the time, and you're like, there's always something. Ter- something terrible has always happened, but like, you know that like, look, like real. I'd say realistically, like this happens, but you know, there's gonna if something gets you in space, like there's no hope for you. So. <laughs> Like, of course, there's just going to be stuff floating around all the time. Yeah. Uh, but there, once they're on the ship, they meet uh, Unity. The They have the whole thing you with that. You thought he was going to frame whatever? Yeah, he was going to do the mark of the, the uh, whatever, and then it's or like police are stereotyping, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it's good. And uh, they have the whole thing with the two of them are not, uh, seem pretty chill with it or something, and it's 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 Unity, and they used to date. Um, so we can talk about the concept of unity. Just, One great name. Yep. Good job. Hive mind. Name yeah. I mean, yes. there's interesting discussions to be had, like gender wise, but like even just like the fundamental concept of this hive mind. Like, first of all, the concept of it existing as one organism in the first place and like interacting yeah. in a human consciousness way is interesting, but it also dating Rick. Uh, of course, Rick would date a hive mind, though. Like, of course. I mean, there's uh, there's a good sections on the AV Club review of this. Who Alistar Wilkins like uh, did the review this week? Um, I think he did Cora and Gravity Falls reviews, uh, at least for part of them, and he's done a good job with those. He talks about how like, of course, it's a hive mind who has to be, you know, dating Rick, who one person couldn't possibly hold his interest long enough for that, and like, and like even a hive mind, like he gets bored of of, of dating hive mind eventually too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they and then they get to the unity planet um it's what do you think of this this whole this i I don't don't think we have a name for it right just uh just the planet that unity has conquered or or whatever what do you think of this this planet very bright um kind of they're clearly trying to depict like a utopian kind of theme going on here it's very uh i don't know like this kind of sounds stupid but like i have a lot of like i'd say experience with like the hive mind concept playing like star wars and like different things i've read and like 
superhero things. And, like, this was just very... For me, it was very, like... Oh, this is very typical of, like, what they're... Like, what they're trying to get at. You know, the whole, like, utopia and... I mean, it's cool. It was cool looking. It's, it's, it's definitely a step away from the planets we visited previously that are usually, like, dark and, like, gritty and... Yeah. Because Rick, of course, goes to the seediest places in the universe. Yeah. And so, of course, we have this bright, fun... This is, like, only paralleled by the female-dominated society, like, yeah. in terms of, you know, have planets having their shit together. <laughs> yes. Like... Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, there's always something, like, socially interesting going on. I mean, we'll tackle the moral conundrum of this that Summer, you know, gets into. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, 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 simultaneously a really weak and strong point for the episode, I think. But let's... Uh, I guess before that, we get backstory occasionally... Um, Unity says her passion for unification, like ignite, it was ignited after her and Rick broke up, and that um, her plan is that I after she achieves it. Type One status and she'll be accepted into the Galactic Federation, and then we'll unify the universe one planet at a time. Like she just, this is just the casual casual take over the take over yeah, the universe, yeah, kill all life on in the universe. Came. Like that was so great, and of course Rick's just like yeah, yeah, whatever. That's boring. Let's party. Yeah. Um, he wants a uh, hang glider like uh, Uncle Sam, crotchless, a stadium full of redheads, and uh, his, well, what's the and other he thing? He looks vaguely like his father. Like his father, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty great Rick thing. Oh, and then it's really funny because before that he's like, no, not like this. And then he describes it. It's like, wow, Rick. It's like, how long have you had this in your head since since you and Uni broke up, Rick? Incredible. Yeah. Uh well, so let's do, I guess, okay, since Summer starts, you know, objecting to all this, we meet Beta 7, uh, voiced by Patton Oswalt. Oh, by the way, uni- mostly the unity is voiced by Christina Hendricks, although it's like a lot of people it's at various points. Yeah. Uh, Beta 7 is has a beneficial alliance with unity, and Rick says, I think Beta 7 wants your alliance to be more than beneficial. Pretty good. Practical. Pretty great line, yeah. Or practical. Yeah. Practical, yeah. Little gamer boy, gamer friends. boy. That's how you describe this. That's what he. That's the nice. How about the nice, the nice guy? <laughs> I feel like that's, that's the trope that they're going as. for. The yeah, I mean his name is Beta, so yeah, that's Beta male. Little, that's what they're going for. Okay, so Rick and Morty. Is this episode kind of has A, B, and C plots? Rick and Morty in the B plot talking about, um, or like oh, Unity is you know dealing with them at the same time as having sex with Rick all the time. Uh, Unity is making a paradise uh so okay so the the whole thing with uh unifying okay so then unity drunk and uh loses like the town that rick and uh Ed, Ed, uh morty and summer in and you have the whole race war thing with uh yep. with the nipple people okay so let's okay this is first of all i think that was the most that was like the funniest, um, most clever concept I would say of the episode. The, the uh, all summer first race war, huh? The different, the, like the second people are yeah. not controlled, they instantly start, uh, start okay. rioting. Flat concentric nipple rings um, versus cone nipples. Who do you, which do you identify as? <laughs> what? Is that? what does that even mean? How, the BuzzFeed what? quiz. Uh, the BuzzFeed Here's quiz. Which, BuzzFeed which, quiz. Uh, which nipple race are you? Oh my god, that's great. Do you have a Do you have a preference here? I mean, I don't. I feel again. <laughs> I'm gonna go with summer and be like, trust me, they're different. 
different. I don't know. Yeah, and then they're like, kill the no-race people or something like that. I'm an electrical engineer, and then just... Strips. And then just strips, yeah. Um, I all, Summer says, I only empowered them to follow their apparently misguided dreams. Uh, okay, morality-wise of um, this uh, hive mind taking over for for people like i feel like the episode loses me in that they're it's to a certain extent seems like they're trying to present this as like an actual moral conundrum um when watching it it's just very obviously wrong yeah yeah what what was what are your thoughts on that well it was like and of course they used like examples like oh this guy's pedophile and then and even summer was like so what at least he was him which that surprised me which I wasn't expecting Summer to say that, but um, I mean that's like the summary of the entire moral thing. It's like okay, we got there. You know, at least yeah. he's an individual. Yeah, it's like all right, but um, I don't know. Like I think I, another thing is like that's what, that's kind of what Rick and Morty does though. Is like they take like a tired, tried and true. Like I mean, we've had we've seen this plot before like four hundred times. Like we know how this goes, and like you know the whole morality issue. And it's like and then of course what they do is they take it and then they. There's like, well, this is kind of dumb. Let's just like move it along. So it was kind of like, I don't like, I mean, I was surprised that's where we went with this episode as quickly as it did anyway. Like I was at least expecting it to like take a little bit longer, but. I will say they go through the concept. They never got there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they did. They went through the concept and then. Pretty, pretty quickly. Like noting that it might be shallow one, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess that might have been the point that, like, you know, we're just going to flash through this, like, you know, yeah, it's a problem, whatever, let's just go back to... I think I think when I was watching it, like, I thought, okay, this is, this is like, dumb, obviously. Like, Unity is obviously being kind of presented as not terrible, even though they're obviously, like, yeah. a giant villain and stuff like that. Yeah. Thinking about it later, it gets more morally interesting <laughs> if you actually, like, yeah. try to get into specifics of it, because these people are being possessed by unity are essentially animals now which i have strong moral convictions for not you know harming so it's yeah. it, it gets kind of interesting you're you're eliminating the human consciousness element of it but not the living but not the life part of it and they're reverting yeah. to essentially automatic automatic behavior like non um sapient species but then yeah. she says something she i go i get I mean, she sounds they call okay so unity they call unity she and it she, i believe it, okay. there's both so. i think they do both Okay, so I'll just, I'll say it for now, I suppose. I don't know. Just, it's... I mean, as, like, an entity, it would make more sense to be a genderless yeah. species, like the yeah. gems from Steven yeah. Universe, you know? So, Unity said that, talking about, oh, this one used to be a prostitute, and now she's a, like, electrical engineer, like, something. She said there were this, this, this. So, which confused me, because... So not only is she identifying as them, which of course makes sense, it's them, they're the unity, they are one thing, but at the same time, so she just made her do this, so like, society's still functioning, but she's still like, controlling all of them, it's very strange. Like, this is a a very different, like, hive mind concept than than what you usually run across, where it's like, there's one leader and then like the hive just kind of does like one thing like they all do one thing so you're interested in the mechanics of her like being ever like because she's i mean there's this one avatar seemingly which she's she's mostly right 
yeah, the, the Christine, business. the Christina Hendricks looking one, and yeah. then other than, but she's also possesses other people, and they all seem to be equally her, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's just which I think that's part of why this seems more interesting, and or like this is more why the morality seems a little like off and like more of a conundrum because like she is all of them, and then like yeah, so it's very strange. <laughs> I, I'm 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 wondering how much they intended to like get into an interesting element of of this because yeah you're right the it seems kind of novel in terms of this concept as taking on like each individual person, um but I think that was more of done maybe they thought about that more in terms of how they how it could be cool presenting that animation wise you know yeah. um has having this character appear as all these different characters which I think they succeeded and I think that was cool although I oh, did yeah. it didn't last you know necessarily very long um yeah but yeah like the race war thing I think was maybe the funniest part of the part of the episode yeah. um just so typical i mean i guess they're not humans but yeah why are there so many why are these like a humanoid species without being humans that's an interesting thought i what's the what's the mythology of humans in the universe like doctor who it's clearly established that you, humans make it to the end of time and that uh they're just go over all all around the universe that's why you see humans everywhere and like the earth ends and we're like and like the earth ends but humanity survives right but that's not like rick and morty doesn't like move into the future really that's the thing with rick and morty it doesn't like go yeah yeah. it's it's just time parallel at the same time it's like like, they don't have a time machine yeah yeah it's not uh yeah and it's we haven't seen like we just see rick right like there are other humans out when they're like yeah so why is there this humanoid species with just uh different types of nipples as like this this distinguishing factor i mean there's always there's always a chance they could be just going for like i mean i mean it would be kind of ignorant to assume that like we're the only like that we only look like we're the only ones who look like whatever because like i don't think so i the chances of another species looking like so similar to us i feel like is very small uh, i mean i'm not i haven't done ran the numbers on that but i think it's i mean it would depend on like the planet and like i mean of course i mean evolution wise like yeah it's like very rare but like if you're dealing with like billions and billions of like other planets and things and like there's a i mean there has to be other like systems that are like ours to like develop something similar yeah i mean you're making the argument that if the universe is essentially infinite even the smallest probabilities will come true at some point which is how we were created in the first place right so yeah uh science etc uh yeah but running into them also (laughs) this one species is also then equally improbable but i guess maybe rick's been everywhere but he's yeah. also probably limited by his lifespan unless we find out he's immortal at some point. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. But there's like, I mean, this episode also like, it's interesting because through the B plot, uh, not the B plot and the ABC plot, but the B plot in terms of um, Summer, in terms of the parents, is uh, it's like does a lot to humanize Rick as like as much as Rick's presence in the A plot does. I think because we're you know reminded that uh that beth is his daughter right that it's yeah. not that it's, it's kind of we kind of forget about that sometimes well and it's also just to think about like however however rick is let's assume he's not immortal just for now and he's like how much he's like done in like however old he is like what and like all the places yeah no been. it doesn't really make much sense i think yeah granted space um 
like there's this whole thing that like space like doesn't make you if time works differently there yeah yeah like you Mm -hmm. age differently in space Mm -hmm. that could explain it i wonder if that's what they're going for i don't know if they've they necessarily care that would be a really easy route to go if it ever yeah i think it'd make sense too and then of course of course he would just go around and like pop whatever like age pills he wanted or whatever so like he he would go he'd like yeah i go and get like this elixir of life stuff uh yeah let's talk about yeah let's talk about the b plot briefly because we're about to get to the third act of the a plot uh what are your thoughts on the b plot i'm again once again not super excited by the what the parents are doing well i think this one was like maybe the most well executed because yeah i mean it's the most meaningful but like i feel like jerry daycare was like much more well okay jerry daycare was like is the best because it was jerry daycare and it was everything i didn't know i wanted with an episode with jerry but this one i don't know like this one's just i mean it's more meaningful and i don't know i wasn't as like come on let's get back to whatever like i wanted to i did want to see how this ended up and i wanted to know about the what it gore whatever core whatever the alien's name is uh yeah so they they don't know they discovered the underground lair did we know about this i don't even Um, remember i assume so i don't think I mean, I, I mean, I would feel like, duh, he has like an. Yeah. I'm not shocked. Yeah, they. That's why there's the six thousand dollar electric bill. <laughs> totally sick. a Jerry thing to not investigate that further. But, uh, they, oh, Jerry's like, what is Jerry and his hip hop whatever today? Yeah, that was. Uh, he's dumb. He's. <laughs> It fit with this character, but it was, I don't know. I just continuously, like... I was not a fan of it. I don't despise Jerry, but I I feel the way I'm supposed to about him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We very clearly are, you know, feeling feeling as intended about Jerry. So we meet Bim Blam, the core block. The core block, I guess, is what it's... He... They are talking about whether he's, you know, a murderer or a... uh, or Rick's trying to help him, and then he get, breaks out, gets the translator thing, and it's like both, and he says, the two of you are the fucking worst. And that... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and that they're like, they despise each other and themselves, right? That's what he says. Yes, and, and if anything, if, if this has anything to do with Rick is laughable, and yeah. I'm like, ooh! Yeah, burn, bim blam, yeah. And then he actually drops the mic, like he, <laughs> and then he picks it back up because he wants to keep it, so yeah. good. Then he goes out the garages. Uh, Marty and Summer are coming back, and is this is there a slow setting? He says sarcastically about the garage. Yeah, that's pretty good. Best door ever. Just this is the sassiest alien. It's great. Yeah. So like this is, I guess this is. I don't know what the B plot's trying to do. Set up development for Beth and the relationship between Beth and um, and Rick, and at the same time Jerry and Beth, and also kind of essentially tied together with what's going on with Rick at the end, and I think it does accomplish all of that. Yes. Well, it's funny, this is, I think, the first time that we've had, like, the A-plot directly, like, mention the V-plot, because Summer, before they leave, is like, if you don't get out here right now, I'm gonna tell Mom and <laughs> yeah. Dad about... Which I think it's funny that, like, now they're both, like, completely involved in everything Rick does. Yeah, I mean, we had the first episode uh, talk about, uh, like, have them, like, sarcastically reference, you know, whatever Beth and Jerry are up to now. Uh, But it's, I'm not, like, I didn't necessarily enjoy watching the B-plot. That's the thing. 
Like I mean, they were just arguing the entire time. Even like I understand that what it was trying to do, and I actually do think it was kind of successful at the end. Like this episode is yeah. ultimately pretty well constructed. Uh, but I guess my criticisms are that the episode is not as enjoyable to watch as uh, the really clever and funny ones. Um, So, I mean, my criticisms are kind of amounting to just, you know, be funnier show, which I think is not good, but... uh, Make me laugh. Make me laugh show. But at the same time, like, I feel like there's... This episode also can be more of an enjoyable watch while still, like, being interesting. Because, like, the ending wasn't, like, what I'm talking about, right? Like, at the ending where Rick, you know, tries to kill himself. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, that actually was one of the most enjoyable parts of the episode. Not because I want to see Rick die, because it was so interesting. And the song was incredible. (laughs) We'll talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's many times. Uh, But it's... Okay, let's get there, though. So, I don't know, the Bim Blam thing. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, Bim Blam, thumbs up, thumbs down on Bim Blam. Blim Blam himself, like two thumbs up. I mean, the plot might not, but he gets. Yeah, but he eats babies, though. Come on. But I mean, no, it's like obviously, I don't know. He, I don't mean obviously. I don't condone eating babies. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Are you condoning eating babies, Lenny? Oh my god. What about what about space aids? What do you think uh, his his disease? He's he's like he's like he's had. I have a disease that you might Rick Strangray. You might call space aids, right? So like that. So then they have like a concept of what AIDS is. Like what is? Yeah. How it is? First of all, how is Bimblem understanding what they're talking about without you know, without having like there's no context. He can like understand them, but can't produce the language. Interesting. Okay. Um, but then also, like, he understands Earth idioms, like, space aids. Not that's not an idiom, but, like, a context-specific thing like that. Interesting. Yeah. Blim, blim. Clearly there's more to Blim Blam than just <laughs> what we know. Clear- clearly. That's, I think, the takeaway here. Anyway, back okay, back to the plot. Summer uh, ultimately becomes convinced that Unity is, like, a morally good entity, which yes. is very fast. Uh, she says, Unity, you're uh, Unity. I don't know if I said that. Unity's great, and you're a horrible influence on it. Um, she says, you're bringing out the worst of each other. And then Rick is upset and appearing on the news. Uh, yeah, Unity's crazy. like, new, are you a concerned grandchild or just a buzzkill? That, like, that, that, like, that is the most cleverly constructed like burn ever. It's pretty like, good, just yeah. turn on the TV. Yeah, but th- this, what I like about this is it really quickly transitions to... Uh, you know this Rick depression stuff that happens at the end. Yeah. He's uh, he says uh, something. He says you're all human. It runs in the family. I can tolerate it, but I can't give a crap about it. Yeah. Um, and then they have a community gag, which is great. Uh, they're talking about the show that Unity makes for Rick, and uh, he, he says you cancel it, you put it back on, and you know, as someone who watches Community, it's you know both Dan Harmon shows thumbs up reference, I guess. And then they cut they cut to it at some point, so like for like the reveal, even though it was obvious. Um, I guess I was surprised that they blatantly <laughs> show the characters of Community on the show. Although it's this is the way to do it, have them be part of <laughs> Unity. Uh, he said, or Rick says, talking about Summer and Morty, they just put you at the center of their lives because you're powerful. And then, because they put you there, they want they want you to be less powerful. He said that kind of. He was really like, goes through this really fast, and I had to watch a few times to get yeah. the quote. What do you? I don't know. To a certain extent, I feel like we're approaching territory where it's trying to be deeper with Rick than yeah. like it is. Like this is all very kind of superficial stuff that we hit on, you know, a lot in this show. Yeah. It's not like well, this I mean, is really new, new new information. Well, well, I mean, it's just kind of like with 
Morty and, you know, his dead body's buried in the backyard. Like, we get that one, like, clip with it, and then, like, I think they mention it one more Yeah, they reference like, it, yeah. Another time, and then, and then we have something like this that, like, might come up again, but, like, probably won't. Um, what do you mean the whole thing at the end with this? Well, I don't, no, I don't mean with, like, this episode. I mean, like... I mean, de- like, even if this never comes up again, like, the ending to this episode will still stand as, like, being incredible. But I think we'll have to wait to see if, like, this continues. Like, if this will be... Granted, this is kind of... I mean, he's a drunk, and, like, he does all this stuff, and, like, obviously, like, there are things wrong with Rick, and he, you know, has a lot of deep-seated issues. Yeah, well, let's talk... Okay, let's talk about this. Like, what's at the root of this, uh, yeah. this reaction by Rick at the end? So Adelser Wilkins on Navy Club kind of tries to paint this, not try, I mean, tries, I guess, implies that I'm going to disagree with it, but uh, paints this as like a reaction to Rick's feelings for unity, which I think is interesting. I didn't see, like, I didn't initially see it that way. Um, Like the way I see it is that Rick is like, whatever, over unity, but like this triggers um, deeper seated things going on with him and... Uh, like the meaningless of everything he's doing and his uh, relationship with his family um and like him just putting it all aside and having a good time with unity for a while um but then having to come back to it uh i almost felt like uh his thing at the end didn't have to deal with unity at all what I, do, what do you think about that well i agree with both because i d- i actually didn't see the stinger until i rewatched today like i don't know how i missed it yesterday but i didn't you got to look for the stinger I don't know what happened, but I, um, so the first, um, the first time I watched it, I was like, this doesn't have anything to do with unity like this. Cause I didn't see the stinger. Um, it was like, this is, and it doesn't, it doesn't have anything really to do with unity. Like you said, it triggered it. And he, I mean, there's a lot that goes on with Rick and like, we've seen hints of this before that like Rick, you know, like Rick has a lot going on, but at the same time it's with unity. I think it might be something like something he could have. But also, um, he kind of latches on to Unity as a way to, like, this is how he's going to get his feelings out. Like, of course he gets drunk and he goes and, like, pretty much bangs on her door later. Like, of course, that's what, that's, of course, that's what Rick does. Like, he chooses to, like, channel it into that instead of, like, actually dealing with whatever it is he needs to deal with. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You're bringing up the the stinger being related to, yeah. Because, like, at the end, it seems like he's just, like, you know, trying drunk, trying to get her back and stuff. Like, drunk dialing her. Yes. Drunk going to her door when they're going to a movie with. Why, why did Morty think that they were going to a movie? Like, why would that possibly we're in the be spaceship. true? Let's go. Yeah. Like, what, did you figure it out when you were in space? No, I mean they're going to a space movie, but still. Space you know. movie. It's fair. I yeah, we should. Because I, I mean, we've established that Morty is not the brightest crayon in the box, even though I we guess. Love him. <laughs> even though we love him, I it's I th- I th- I always saw the stingers kind of like both times I watched separate from. Uh, like the ending, it's just like the funny thing that happened yeah. at the end. But if you see it as related, like, like Rick's depressed about uh, Unity and not being with Unity anymore, and Unity kind of like, because le- I mean, what triggers this is Unity leaving. Um, where are we in the outline? Notes instead of persons. I think they would be, uh, yeah. yeah, which is pretty clever. He like goes a bunch of, picks up a bunch of notes and stuff. Uh, Unity says. When I'm with you, I lose who I am, and I become part of you. You're better at what I do without even trying. Like, Unity essentially uh, agreeing with Summer at the end, like, Rick's a bad influence on on her, so she, yeah, you know, leaves. But uh, you can see it as a reaction to Unity leaving him, right? And 
to me, it's almost like too simple. Like I want to see this moment as like a culmination of a lot of stuff with Rick's character. I mean, that would. Be cute. I mean, that would no, okay. This, I'm trying to word this without sa- sounding uncaring, but like for this to for all of that to have been done because she, like, left him is kind of ridiculous because she they hadn't seen each other in who knows how long. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. To a certain and that's ex- not that's not even a Rick thing. Like that wouldn't be a Rick thing to do. Like this is very much this has there has to be more to this. To a certain extent, like uh, I feel like it's it is it is po- pra- possible because of uh, how I don't know how feelings work and when you get back together with someone. Um, I'm not the most well versed in these types of things, so it's <laughs> hard for me to comment on this. Like a lot of the Adders Awoken's Zavi Club review, it's like it's all about personal relationships and about how Rick and Unity are. Um, their past relationship, their current relationship, and stuff like that, and it's a little bit of a, a little bit of this is above my head, and it's harder for me to comment on. So maybe I tr- like personally see it in a different way to try to relate to it more. Um, but like, uh, it's I, like I feel like that's possible. But what I want to see this as is like a character culmination for Rick that goes back to the previous season with uh, Rick's catchphrase, and then Bird person being like, "Do you know what that means in my language?" Right. Like that's yeah. that's what I want to feel like this is connected to directly. Like he was already depressed and like like feels like everything he does is meaningless. I mean that's why he's drinking all the time and yeah. stuff like that. And kind of that's what I relate this to. I mean I feel like it has to be because like um oh, what was I gonna relate it? To? Okay, so like we keep we keep having mentions of Rick left who knows how long ago and then has suddenly comes back. Yeah, and like his wife's dead and. He like and now he's yeah I don't Beth even and, I don't even remember all that yeah and Beth is like yes or I mean I assume his wife said I guess she could be wherever but like since your like mother I think like he had said something when Beth made breakfast one time that made me think that she was dead but I don't know and and of course Beth is overjoyed that her father is back and the comment she makes you're not gonna go just that doesn't mean you're gonna go quietly portal somewhere and never come back right yeah. so. I feel like, and even Rick said something like, oh, I'm just reconnecting my, with my family. It's something you do when you get old, right? Like, there's, like, I feel like this ha- kind of going off personal relationships, this has to do with, like, everything with Rick. Like, this is his relationship with his with his grandkids, his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. And, like, and his relationship with Unity just triggered it. Like, this this definitely, I think, can't, it, I don't think you can just boil it down to Unity. Like, it's all of this, and, like, Rick feeling alone, and like mean like his life doesn't have any meaning and then like and the whole comment about you know they put you in the center of their lives because you're the most powerful yeah. and they want you to be less powerful like obviously he was talking about himself and all of this and definitely like i really really hope we touch on this more like with rick like yeah yeah like i i hope we come back to it, but i also feel like this is a good culmination of this yeah. this arc with rick um i yeah i agree with you and i feel like thinking about it more it's i feel even more strongly that the episode is being specifically painting this as a um line in rick's character arc dating back to last season the whole put you in your lives thing and i feel like you have to talk about how i mean let's recap finishing up the recap beth confronts rick um he says fun fun but who needs it uh he creates this thing and then kills it uh, and then he does, he creates this device that does that. Then he does the same thing for him and he's about to have the laser hit his head, but then he like passes out. Yeah. Um, just very, I think very clearly painting it as a attempted suicide by him. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, I, you have to look at the severity of this. 
it's I know this it's kind of Rick so you want to play it off a little bit uh, but the episode, I think, is very clearly trying to present this as dramatic. I mean, they have the song at the end, by the way, is called uh, uh, Chaos, Chaos, uh, by Chaos, Chaos, Do You Feel It? You can look it up, and it's I've been listening Gilles to story. it a lot. It's very good. Yes, and it's just very clearly painting a, mo- a mood for um, the seriousness and, like, the the kind of depression that he's feeling and stuff like that. And it's I feel like it's... This is a great for me. This is a great moment. It's a great culmination of everything involving him. Um, it's very sudden. Like I feel like this episode pivots quickly between um, this humorous uh, this uh, concept that they present really humorously, and then um, going to this. But I feel like they also blend it really well in the third act yes. of the episode. Um, and I don't know, it's just very meaningful to me, and it really humanizes uh, Rick, especially in light of everything with Beth confronting her and everything in the B plot. Yes, like this is like rick seems more like a person in this episode than anything else and like uh like you know and of course rick is like the you know, we talk about you know characters and being fleshed out like rick is the most fleshed out character but this is actually like wow like there is stuff like and we're act- and it looks like we're actually going to get into it and like be hinted at more i mean to a certain extent like i don't expect it to be presented at the next episode right because you know oh, yeah, he's, no. he's not gonna it's like he doesn't remember yeah. he does he's gonna not want to talk about it or stuff like that which is a realistic reaction to what happens uh but it's just i don't know i felt it was very meaningful i feel like it's one of the highlights in terms of moments for the entire series uh maybe the high the the biggest non-humor highlight and to that extent i feel like this episode succeeds in 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 that this is, I think, this is a definitely, di- definitely a different kind of Rick and Morty episode that we might not necessarily have like, had in its entirety before. You know, like mm-hmm. this definitely wasn't. It didn't hit a lot of. I mean, it was funny. Like there were parts that were funny, and like the jokes were on, you know, were on point, like they usually are. But it didn't hit as high as it usually does, and it was very serious, not necessarily throughout, but like, I mean, certainly the th- the entire third act. And it'll be interesting to see if we get more episodes of this type. Like, you know, we were comparing this to the first two episodes, and I don't, you, I don't think we can really compare them, at least in terms. Of, I mean, we can if you know we compare whatever we want, but um, they're very different kinds of episodes. Like, this isn't your typical Rick and Morty episode, I don't think. It's better not to view this as the rest of the Rick and Morty episodes, which is hard to do because yep. that's the rest of them, <laughs> and you're it's expecting it watching it. I think like. This episode plays better on rewatch, maybe. I still a little bit... I still think the first two acts are a little tiring. Um, like, I feel like the third act is incredible, and then the first two acts of the episode, and by act, I mean, you know, the thing before the first commercial is the first act, and then in the middle, yeah, etc. Um, and it's... it's uh, I, I don't think the first two acts play super well. I like the beginning, I guess. So I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of them singing at the beginning. Uh, I you, you were. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of that. And uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I just, I feel like ultimately the episode comes together really well, but in the process, um, it doesn't necessarily get there. I mean, trying to think of a good, you know, core episode to compare it to, cause that's always the yeah. go-to, the go-to thing. It's really strong third act, but, uh, not so great, uh, acts one and two, maybe something like a, uh, I don't even remember the name, the sec, the episode before the finale in book three of Korra, but we don't need to talk, <laughs> spend all this time talking about Korra, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Do you think, um, overall, well, what do you think of the episode? And do you think the first two acts are good enough to promote this to being a great episode? Uh, the first two acts aren't enough to promote. The, but, I mean, for me, the third act is enough for me to say this was a great episode, like a memorable episode. And, like, this 
but I mean the first two acts not I mean I think the concept more than like what happens in the episode if that makes more sense yeah no I do like the concept I mean it, it's interesting because they execute it kind of well but I still all but I still think it doesn't get there like maybe that means the concept wasn't strong enough or uh, maybe not the concept but I don't know there's just we just don't spend a lot of time on the idea of it itself it's just more of this is just a mechanism for... Well, maybe you think going. moving... Um, maybe you think they move too fast through it. Like, I actually thought yeah. that moving fast through the Unity concept is a good idea because of its shallowness. But, um, yeah, it is possible it would have been stronger if they stayed on it more. Yeah, we, I, I said that in the beginning. Like, the concept maybe yeah. suffers because they transition to Rick's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, granted, that is the strength of the episode, is Rick in this episode. Yeah, so. it's like you push something off... T- that could be a strength to have a strength of something else. It's fine. Ultimately, though, I, th- I feel like this is the weakest episode of the season. Um, that being said, if your weakest episode of the season features one of the features your best character moment of the series, then that means your default episode is very good, uh, which I think is true of this show. Yes, I still I mean, like this isn't the strongest start to the first season. Like, I don't think we're quite back at the level at the end of season one. To a certain extent, it's because I think it's because I'm getting used to this show. Like, the show is kind of jarring when you first watch it, um, but in a really good and exciting way. Like, there's not... Like, I know this is this is kind of just Futurama mixed with, like, uh, Archer or Family Guy or whatever. So it's not, you know, it's not that hard to... It's not like this is the most novel show, but I think it ultimately is, like, a novel viewing experience, at least for me. It's like maybe getting yeah. maybe getting used to it is a little. Um, I mean, it was. For, I mean, it was for me, and I marathoned it, and I was just like, "What am I watching?" Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's really great in that way. In the what what are you watching type thing, and I don't know. I'm I'm. I hope this. I, the first three episodes I think of the season are a very good start. If the if the season like climaxes like the first one does, like this is a stronger start than the first season was. You know. Yes, definitely. So, like, if we ultimately get the strength of the middle and end episodes of the second season, like we did the first season, then you know we're looking good for one of the best, you know, we're looking for good for one of the best uh, animated comedy seasons of all time, right? The show, I feel like the show really is that strong and is one of the best shows on television. Yeah, and it's just incredible, and we take all these tropes and we mess them around, and it's just so funny, like, consistently. Yeah, and I think this episode was a, a step back from that consistent humor, but it still yeah. was good in other ways, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't like it was, like, serious the entire time. Like, there were, it, there were, there were great lines. moments. I mean, you pointed out these great lines, right? Yes. Yeah, all summer first race war, huh? I feel like that's maybe the best one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'd say so. Uh, best gag of the episode. That's not a segment we should have. <laughs> okay. Uh, last thoughts on autoerotic assimilation. I don't like the title. It doesn't really have anything oh, to do with it. Oh, the title's great. It has nothing to do with it. It says assimilation so in it, but other than that. Good. Okay, okay. I don't, I'm a little growing weary of these titles, which have nothing to do with the episodes. <laughs> I think the titles are great. <laughs> just Maybe puns with the character names and the at least this wasn't rick or morty in the title there you go which really this episode should have had rick in the title but whatever this is the episode that should have had rick in the title yeah anyway uh i feel like okay good last comments good good okay next I enjoyed it. and very much looking forward to next week to my knowledge it actually hasn't leaked yet on like the first three episodes so <laughs> maybe that that would be good the uh preview makes it makes me i haven't seen the preview Oh, never mind then. Oh no, what's I mean? What's it called? At least we can look up that. Oh, good. I don't even remember what it's called. I definitely remember the name for this episode going going from the last one because it's distinctive. Um, 
Wikipedia to the rescue, and it I is... I will say this episode to me looks like a bad... Not bad, but like a less entertaining version of Meeseeks, but I could just be wrong. Meeseeks is a high bar to... A, 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 I know. Whatever that but, word I mean, is, too. I'm not, I'd say that. Obviously, it's not like Meeseeks, but like, it's hard for me to explain the we Okay, we have a, we, I don't think you can tell from the preview. Let's, we'll, we'll see when we get there. This episode, I feel like if we saw the first two minutes of this episode, it would not have prepared us for the rest of it at all. So, yeah. so uh, that's, that's another thing. Like, I say that, but I'm like, they're going to go whatever with this episode. I'm going to be like, what is this even about? Yeah, so, so we're like, total Rick call next week. So we're back to the shitty, you know, Rick and Morty inserted into movie but movie. No, I, I, this is good. Total recall. That's great. No. I like that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm off it. I'm off it. Let's... Also, it's going to have nothing to do with Total Recall, which is... Obviously, yeah, I mean, mentioned. the second episode was called Morty Night Run, and it was only in passing mentioned Midnight Run, you know, so... Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, I'm Dylan Heiss, and that's Delaney Stovall. You can find our social media information and everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, we need your support to continue... Uh, doing, you know, a real day podcast, assuming we're getting back to that. We were off last week, uh, but we're back to our regular schedule now. Uh, huge thanks to our current patrons, um, Shayna, Haina, Cord- uh, Cordell, Cordell University, uh, Nate, uh, Nathan Fillion, Beatriz, Beatrix Strange, and Mitch Fevermitch. Um, and you can get you can uh patreon added little red flags next to people's names saying how long they've been supporting us for interesting you can uh get your red flag on patreon (laughs) yeah that's my if you go to the patrons patrons tab uh you can get uh a cool quote-unquote nickname and all the other benefits we're doing our patreon exclusive podcast tomorrow uh so you know that's for five people, so that's going to be fine. Good, uh, but you so you can get future access to that by contributing to the five dollar tier and stuff like that. And uh, contact us, uh, tell us your thoughts on Rick and Morty. What do you think of this episode? Ask me on Tumblr, email us, and that's good. I think. Last comments, Delaney. I'm gonna go try and find Rick and Morty fan art for this episode. <laughs> There's an inter- there's like a surprisingly large fandom on Tumblr about Rick and Morty. You wouldn't think those audience the Tumblr I mean, audience there's a surprisingly and- large fandom for everything on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> there's a- you wouldn't think the Rick and Morty fandom and the Tumblr persons would co- coincide. The shock know? is how much they overlap. Like Korra, Steven Universe fans, and Rick and Morty fans. I'm like, who are we? <laughs> I mean, you should. These are the people that should be listening to the podcast because that's who we're. <laughs> that's what we're covering. Yes. Yeah. These all overlap. There's fan art. Good, yes. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye!